You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock. Look at the view from the top. Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods. Yeah, one in particular. I'm just a messenger. Let me just pass on the rock. Browning, brunning, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing. What he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things. And there's Dennis the Bennett. Yeah. The man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, culture didn't pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare him at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Woo. Fantasy round What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast, brought to you by the Pigskin Podcast Network. You can find them at PigskinPodNet on Twitter, or you can search the hashtag TPPN. I'm pretty sure we probably don't hashtag that when we go live, but most of the other shows do, and we are glad to be a part of that. We just, we, you know, it's it's NFL season. We've got a lot going on right now. So, uh, but uh, we are back officially moving forward every single Wednesday now, at least until the NFL playoffs get here, then we may not be because it's not really going to be much else to talk about. Typically on these shows, we will be going back to the format Matt and myself did last year. We'll kind of give you guys our rankings for our top players to get ready for your start and sits as obviously we have NFL football tomorrow. But today we are going to be talking about our predictions. Um, If you do want to check out rankings, Matt and Colin Decker have actually put out theirs. I believe it was released this morning. I'm almost positive it was tweeted out. So they've got theirs up for week one. Hopefully I'll be able to help them with that next week. It's been with everything going on with one of my sons last week and every, it's just, it's been crazy. I'm still trying to get caught up on everything, but we're glad to be back. Matt, are you, uh, you excited to talk a little bit about our NFL predictions? I will be honest. This did not turn out at all the way I thought it was going to. So I'm very intrigued to talk about how yours and Dennis's turned out. Yeah, and I've done mine um, a bunch of times over the last few um, weeks. So it they turn out slightly different every time you get more information and stuff. The last time I ran them was a few times after we kind of had the Watson 
news settle and you had a couple other decisions baker getting traded and things so you got to factor in all the new information watching hard knocks just increased my love for the detroit lions so you know i had to factor some of those things in it never turns out quite how you expect we use a site um which i dearly love which is the playoff projector what it does and if you do it correctly it it always comes out a little bit of a you always end up a little bit surprised at the end what i do is it puts up the actual nfl schedule and it asks you i mean we can show them really winner. quick i can yeah. I, I don't want to show um let me see if i can pull up a different one because i don't okay, let me see i can probably pull up okay. a blank yeah. but what it asks you to do uh, it's this great uh site uh it's called playoff predictors um what it asks you to do is to pick each game each week down the schedule. So I actually pulled up my last one. So let me reset the schedule. Uh, and then let me see about sharing. This is really exciting for our audio. Um, I mean, yeah. So list. for those of you still listening, like it is, it is a lot of fun. So what I tend to do it, as you'll see, if you're watching, if you're listening on this podcast, like go back and look at it. So we'll, we'll pull it up on the screen. I'll throw it on the big screen so everybody can see it. So like what I do is obviously you can see on the left and right hand side, the AFC and the NFC. And as you pick the games, the schedules adjust. I won't look at that because I don't yeah. want that to adjust any biases i have i just go through and i think about it. i'm like okay week one indy houston like matt ryan new team jonathan taylor's run all over the texans the past couple times they played i think they get the win i'm gonna go there Bengals, steelers joe burrow at home coming off a super bowl loss i don't think that they're gonna lose to pittsburgh i'm giving cincinnati the win so like you go through and you do that and you literally do that for 17 weeks and then when you're done it gives you Here's your seedings. Here's who won each division. The wild and it does card tiebreakers and everything because yeah. it knows based on the schedule. Basically, what you can do, you see how it goes. Each week, you would look at the schedule, pick the tiles, and then you hit the next week, and it just drops you the schedules. And what I do, same as Matt, just filling them out. I'm vaguely can sometimes see things off on the side, but you're not looking at the whole thing. Usually, at least I'm not. And then sometimes I end up super surprised at the end. You can actually, yeah. once you're once you're done um, with the team, you can actually tap on an individual team and it's going to show you their schedule and how you picked all 17 weeks. And you can evaluate that. Sometimes I'll make minor tweaks based on, you know, what I'm seeing. I and, did that today, yeah. Well, you know, sometimes when you're just going through picking the games week by week, you may be letting some buy it. Like if I go through and I see a team that, only had like one win i'm like okay well i clearly doing week so, to week i was like too high on somebody this isn't realistic it's, it's funny that you say that because i didn't even look at that so i'm now scrolling through and there's clearly one team i have a massive bias against that i had no idea i had a bias against so maybe I should go in and change that really quick. I just realized I made a team 0-17. That's really the only glaring thing I have on my thing, and I don't think that happens. No, and but I should go in and change it. What's great is, you know, the old school method used to be, um, you know, a lot of people would say I got to give them a win. Sure let me, let me find a win for this team really quick. Make sure the math works out right, which, you know, that's perfectly fine. There's only X number of games. What I like about this is it's not about making the math work out. It's about how it actually works against the schedule. And then it tells you the tiebreaker. Like just because you, you know, think a team 
is going to be great. The you know if they the schedule plays out like that, they are not going to have any in position to make it in. That was particularly uh, interesting for me when we get to my seventh seed in the NFC because um, I had a group of teams all with the same record. But if the schedule plays out the way that I see it playing out, they're the ones that end up with the tiebreaker, and that was a little bit gutting uh, for yeah. some of my some of my loves. Okay, so I gotta readjust now. I gotta. Well, while you do that, I will. The one big piece of news that we've had so far yeah. is uh, the the worst kept secret in all of uh, the state of Pennsylvania is that Mitch Trubisky was going to be the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was actually officially named a team captain um, before they bothered to. Uh, actually officially name him a starter, but he has officially been named the starter. So he gets to roll out there week one in Cincinnati against the Bengals. I don't think it's unexpected. I still think we probably end up seeing Kenny Pickett at some point during the season, although not great camp rumors about him potentially being third. I don't know if that was Mike Tomlin trying to break a rookie in or if that's actually how he was playing, but do you think that makes a difference? I am on the I spoiler alert for those of you going to I am actually gonna pick the Bengals for Sunday. You probably saw me pick my week one picks when I was showing you how it worked. I have not. Uh I was watching you do that. So it's 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 intriguing, right? And like I kind of wish I so the old school way of us doing this is you go through, you pick the record, you would just pick the records, right? And then you like make sure it lines up perfectly with like, okay, yeah. well, you can only have so many wins and so many losses, right? So you kind of adjust where you can. Going through and doing this, and there is definitely, we can say, at least for me, I won't say, I won't speak for you and Dennis. For me, there's definitely some bias in there. Like you can't eliminate all of it because like I go through and I talk about, you know, I'm just, I'll use Pittsburgh as an example. You know, like Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. I have him with a really bad losing season. And it's more because the more I look at the matchups and I'm going through, and I'm like, I don't know that Mr. Trubisky's the one that get it done in this. And like the defense is good. So I think Pickett plays at some point, but it's weird because we talked about this on Monday. Like I took Mitch Trubisky in our draft because I feel like there's going to be weeks where he's going to be fantasy viable. Well, with the record I have him with, that may not necessarily be true. So I, I'm very intrigued to see what happens with them and, and everything. I, I just I, I honestly don't know what to think with Pittsburgh right now because I think even um Vegas, who obviously they know what they're doing, they've got these big buildings built for a reason out there in Nevada, is I think they're over under for Pittsburgh is six games. Like they're not expecting Pittsburgh to have a good season, even with that defense. I just went and looked to see what I – I think I have them. I do not have them with a winning season. I probably don't have them quite as low as you. I have them around 7 and 10. My my personal feeling, and I've mentioned this before, I, I think looking at the schedule and then looking at kind of the way things tend to shake out in the NFL, I feel like we're going to have a large swath of parity where most teams are going to be between 11 and 6 wins. And I only have a couple of teams below six wins, and I only have three teams with more than 11 wins out of both conferences. I think we're going to – and we started to see that last year. 11 and um, I think 12 and 5 was the number one seed in the AFC, and you had uh, most of the division winners were 11 and – I think it's 11 and 7 now. I have no, 11 seven. and 6. 11 and 6. I have seven teams over 11 wins. Well, see, you're, you're more bullish. You have a lot more bottom 
teams too. And sometimes, yeah. sometimes when I'm going through, I know you've you've only done kind of these projections a few times. I've probably, I'll be honest, I started right after the schedule got released, which was what the beginning of April. It was before yes, the draft. I've probably run it 50 times, adjusting it every so often based on new information, how I'm feeling about teams. And I started out where I had a lot of, you know, I had a few teams that winning 15 games, that seems winning 15 games in 18 weeks is going to be a challenge. So I only had one team like that when I did it. I didn't realize it. It was, I actually had them 16 and one. I didn't realize, and then like, I went back and looked at it. So I went and I did adjust them a little bit. It's like, yeah, okay. Now that I can look at it like here, I can kind of see where I, I think they would lose a couple games. And so I dropped them. But I, I only have, let's see, one, two. Um, I only have two teams with two losses. Well, I think we've teased it out enough. We'll yeah. start with the NFC playoffs. I'll read Dennis's, and then if you want okay. to do yours, I'll, I'll give mine. Dennis has the Los Angeles Rams as the one seed, obviously winning the West. Vikings as the two seed, winning the North. He has the Buccaneers as the three seed, winning the South. The Eagles as the four seed, winning the NFC East. And then wild cards, five seed, uh, 49ers, six seed, the Green Bay Packers, and the seventh seed, the Arizona Cardinals. That is interesting. So for us, since we have ours, I want to go just divisions. Because you do you have yours up? Okay, so we can talk yeah, divisions on ours. So let's start with the NFC North, where I'll just be honest. This surprised me. I have three teams in the NFC North going to the playoffs. I was so close to. So I imagine. I wonder if you have. Okay, so I have the Packers winning the North at fourteen and three. They are my one seed in the NFC. Uh, again, and I feel like that may we've we've talked a lot about this. I'm definitely much more bullish on the Packers than you guys have been. My ranking of Aaron Rodgers and some of the other players, I still I think they've got at least one more incredible run in them, and I think it's this year. My other two teams that I had make the playoffs were the Vikings at eleven and six, who are the sixth seed, and the Lions, who are the seventh seed at uh, at ten and seven. With Chicago just barely missing out at eight and nine, I did not realize, and maybe that's the Justin Fields bias coming in a little bit, but I had them winning. I mean, I have them winning eight games, and that feels like a lot because I think we talked about their over under it set at like four or five. Yeah. So you're you're looking at NFC North. Um, sorry, there was a couple of minor things I was looking at. So I I love the Lions, and I think they are going to have a good year, and I love the way they wrapped up. Um, I was That was the heartbreaking thing about my uh, final seed. So my north, I have uh, the Packers on top at 11-6. I had Vikings 10-7, and seven, both those teams in the playoffs, four seed and six seed. I have the Lions at 9-8, and eight, just missing. Um, I have a several teams at nine and eight and they didn't make it in. And then I had Chicago in the bottom at four and 13. They're one of the few teams I have out. And it's not, I love Justin Fields. I don't actually even think yeah. they're trying to win. They've been Why? stacking draft picks and all these people that say it's a referendum on Justin Fields. They're not going to dump Justin Fields if they don't win this season. They spent the entire offseason building toward the 2023 offseason. That would be like telling people you were going to pay them in three months and then being angry that they have no money. 
Yeah, I know. And it, I'm just trying to figure I don't feel like I've given them like so I didn't give them like any really big upset wins. I'm trying to think of what the biggest one like I have them beating the Giants. I guess the big upset win would be not beating the Jets, Atlanta. Like I don't I don't have all these like massive nah. games for them to win. It's just they end up eight and nine. They end up one and five in the division. So who did I have them getting an upset win over in the division? The Vikings. I haven't beaten yeah. the Vikings one. So And I think yeah. I think the Bears are gonna be a team that's very much like last year's Lions, where when you see that they're four and thirteen, you're like, Man, I thought they were better than that because they were competitive and they were in the games. They just don't have the horses to win. And that was last year's Lions team. If you were if I was to ask you, I obviously just said that they were four and thirteen. But if I was to ask you the record, you would probably well, they were probably six, seven win. Team. They felt like a six or seven yeah. win team with the effort that they gave and with them being kind of fun to watch. I feel like the Bears have enough pieces that they'll be competitive in that sense, but they're just roster wise. We we talked about it when we were looking at it's position groups all across the board. They have weak rosters. We were making some jokes, but when they pick up an offensive lineman that literally led the league in pressures from his position last year, and it's considered an upgrade that gives you a moment of pause, even for a quarterback like Justin Fields. I'm just hoping that they really are able to invest the money in the picks next year. I just think Justin Fields raises all ships. Apparently, I'm I'm all in on on well, uh, Justin Fields carrying him to an eight win season, which would not, honestly not be great for them because they probably want a high pick to kind yeah. of to get better players. So yeah. Well, that leads me to another team that uh, you know I, I I still like the moves they're making, but I wasn't high on. If we go swing to the NFC East, I still have the Cowboys finishing on top at eleven six. Philadelphia at, at 10 and seven, both them in the playoffs, three seed, five seed. I had Washington at eight and nine. Um, I think we've talked about this. Ron Rivera has won seven games each of his first two seasons. He lucked out the first season at how bad everything was. I think Washington's okay, but not great. Brian Dable, I love the hire. I love the potential. I still have the Giants going five and 12. I don't think they're there yet. Whew. Yeah, mine not so great. I feel like this is going to possibly upset. So was that your 0 and 17 team? <laughs> Oh, no. So I'll just say my 0-17 team was the Seahawks, which I did not – like, I don't think the Seahawks are going to be good. I didn't realize I did not give them a single win throughout the entire season. Like, I kind of went through – I went and adjusted and gave them a couple after the fact. But, no, so I gave um, – I have Philly winning the division at 11-6, actually as a three seed overall in the NFC. I have the Cowboys missing at 10-7 and based on tiebreakers. Like – and I've talked a lot about it. I think that defense is not quite what it used to be. I don't know what to think about that offense. Like, they keep saying they want to play behind Zeke and Tony Pollard. Like, Dak's going to have to throw it a ton. But he doesn't really have anybody to pass the ball to outside of CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz. So, I think they're going to start behind the eight ball. I have them winning a lot of games. But, I mean, 10-7, and 5-1 and one in the division, too. Like, I have them really yeah. good in the division. Just at the end of the day, they end up not making it. This is kind of like a couple of the teams that are in the bottom of my my thing. I have actually the Commanders finishing as five and twelve, and the Giants at four and thirteen. Like I just I don't the more like I I definitely could see Washington winning more games because of just how good that defense is. But every time I was looking at those games and picking them, I'm like, I know Carson Wentz isn't bad, but like I don't believe in this offense and being able to compete with this team or that team. And maybe the defense keeps them in. So like I kind of view them. 
almost in a way like you were just explaining or talking about the the, the Chicago Bears last year. It's like this defense is going to keep them in and they're going to be in games, but at the end of the day, they end up with like a five-win season because they just don't have enough to get it done, I think. That, that's kind of where I landed with them. Uh, moving over to the NFC West. So I've got the 49ers actually winning the division at 12-5 and five and as the two-seed. The Rams making it in as the five seed at 12 and five as well. And then this is what really surprised me when I did it. So I've been all in on Arizona the past couple seasons. I have them at five and 12. Whew. I was not expecting to be that down. I thought I was low. I'm praise be. And I gave Seattle two wins. So they're two yeah. and 15, which I think is realistic if we're being honest with Seattle. I mean, they could get three, but they're just not a good team. They're not a great team, but I, I think uh, Pete Carroll may still have somewhat of a home field advantage. In the West, I have the Rams winning 12 and 5 action, have them as the one seed. <clears throat> I had Arizona at 9 and 8, um, one of those teams just missing the playoffs. I have the 49ers at 8 and 9, and the Seahawks at 6 and 11. Okay. So, so much better than, than what I think of them. So let's, let's move over. Well, to- I think that would make, make some sense. I'm, not a strong believer. I I'm not even a super strong believer in Trey Lance for fantasy purposes. If you saw my bold predictions on campus to Canton, I put uh, my bold prediction as he doesn't finish top 15. He had two starts last year. A lot of people have made a lot of that. His first start, he was QB 20. Mm-hmm. His second start, he was QB 10. Somewhere in the middle of that is QB in the teens, which if you even looked at the great rookie, you know, this is essentially a rookie year for him because he yeah. did not, it's his first year as a starter. I think with with where the league is, and I think the 49ers actually have a deceptively hard schedule. I just am not not all in. Yeah. So moving over to the last division here in the NFC West, again the and, NFC South. Sorry, yeah, NFC South. <laughs> and again, like looking at this, it just surprises me because I'm gonna be honest. Like I felt like I was higher on New Orleans when I was picking the games. I was like, oh man, like mm-hmm. yeah, I think New Orleans gets this one and they get that one. So I have Tampa Bay winning the division, four seed at 10 and seven. I actually have the Panthers finishing second at eight and nine. And then I have the Saints at six and 11 and the Falcons at two and 15. Yeah, we're not that far off. Um, I have the Buccaneers at 12 and five winning the division two seed. The one who surprised me is Saints nine and eight is what I came up with. And they end up in that configuration, sadly, winning the tiebreaker, um, the three-way tie between the Cardinals, the Lions, and the Saints. So they were my seventh seed. That was probably my most surprising when I went through this method. And then I have Carolina six and 11 and Atlanta at three and 14. Atlanta, another team I don't even really think is trying to win. So I will recap my NFC playoff teams i have the rams as my one seed winning the west buccaneers as my two seed winning the south dallas as my three seed winning the east i wish i knew how to quit you cowboys uh number four seed winning the north the green bay packers and then my wild cards five the eagles six the vikings seven the saints yeah so to recap mine my number one seed i have as the packers my two seed as the san uh, packers winning the nfc north my two seed as the 49ers winning the NFC West. My three seed, the Eagles winning the NFC East. And my four seed, Tampa Bay winning the South with my wild cards being the five seed, the Los Angeles Rams. 
six seed Minnesota Vikings and seven seed Detroit Lions. Wouldn't that be something if they it ended really up making would. it into? I like I like yours better than mine. So in the AFC, Dennis has the Broncos at the seven seed wild card, the Chiefs wild card, the six seed, the Bengals a wild card at the fifth seed. Then he has the Colts winning. The AFC South as a four seed, the Bills winning the AFC East as a three seed, the Ravens winning the North as a two seed, and the Chargers as a one seed winning the AFC West. Which division do you want to start with? Should we go worst to first and just start in the yeah, South? Yeah, we can we can do it. I again I'm I not really thrilled with any of my projections on the AFC side, but yeah, let's, let's start with whatever one you want to go to. We'll go through. Well, I will start with the South. Um, I think this is possibly the weakest division in all the NFL, but certainly in the, in a loaded AFC, I have the Colts winning at 10 and seven being a four seed, the only playoff team for me. I've mentioned before, I think the Titans take a little step back. I have them at seven and 10. I have the Jaguars at six and 11, you know, making a little bit of a modest step up there with Doug Peterson. I think that would be some good progress. And then I have the Texans at four and 13, but they're another one of those teams. I think you're going to look back and say, man, they were a tough out. I just don't, think they have the horses and looking at the schedule i don't think it breaks right for them so i have the colts winning the division as well they are the four seed uh, i have them at 12 and 5 i the top end of my afc is is loaded um i have the jaguars actually finishing second at 6 and 11 followed by the houston texans at 4 and 13 and then the tennessee titans also at 4 and 13 and like the third to last worst team in the AFC. It's it's a uh, I, mean, I mean we we talked possible. about it we did it. I was not really big on them. You guys talked about it. We did our draft show like I talked about Ryan Tannehill possibly having a good fantasy season. You guys mentioned I, I there's not really much that he can do there. Like I've kind of been out on Tennessee the past two seasons. They've proved me wrong the past two years. Maybe I get it right this year, but I, I don't see them as necessarily a good team. Moving over to the AFC North, I have the Bengals winning at 11 and 6, being a three seed. The Ravens 10 and 7, making it in as a wild card, the seventh seed. I have the Browns at 8 and 9. Um, I think I, I know you're a little more bullish. I just think it's going to be a tough uh, start with Jacoby Brissett in there. I think the first couple of games with Watson are going to be really tough because of the environments and who they're playing. And then I have the Steelers at seven and 10, which doesn't feel terrible, but would be a big step back for Mike Tomlin. But really it's a flip of a couple of games off of, they were nine, seven and one last year really probably should have been a nine and eight team. So not a huge reversion. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of my favorite sports podcasts using Raycon's wireless three Airbuds. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better. Better than ever, actually. With optimized gel tips and a perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable, they will not budge whenever you're moving around. Trust me, I work on a job that requires me to move 24-7. They're never falling out of my ear, which I appreciate. Not only that, but Raycon gives you 8 hours of playtime and 32 hours of battery life. Raycons are priced just right to get the quality audio at half the price. Other premium audio brands charge you a lot. And no, it's no wonder why Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. My favorite things about them, the earbud tap function. When I'm sitting there talking to somebody and didn't realize that my podcast is still going, I can quickly just tap the button to stop what I'm doing. Noise isolation as well is a 
incredible for me. I get to some loud environments sometimes, and I'm able to actually just listen and hear just what I want to, which is my sports stuff. They're telling me what I need to know to continue moving about my day. I use them all the time, whether I'm working out, working, or honestly just sitting at home and listening to sports podcasts, sometimes some music to get in the mood. I'm not going to lie to you guys, a little bit of Harry Styles, it's not the same as it was. It gets me going. I love that kind of music. It puts me in a working kind of atmosphere at home when I'm working on everything for the Fantasy Football Roundtable. Go to buyraycon.com slash TPPN today to get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash TPPN to score 15% off. Again, buyraycon.com slash TPPN. PN, some of the best headphones that I have used. You go get them today. They're worth it, guys. Go get them. So for mine, this one hurt a little bit. And I want to go in and make some adjustments, but I'm not going to because I, I don't necessarily think it's realistic. So I do have uh, the Bengals winning the division at well as well at 14-3 and three, and actually my two-seed overall in the AFC, which I was not expecting. I, I could honestly see them taking a step back just due to the fact that we've seen the losing team has a Super Bowl hangover. But I, I just think they're a really good team. I think they're going to be poised to kind of pull a Buffalo Bills and, and go back and be very good again, just like Josh Allen has the past couple of years. I have the Ravens finishing second and making it in as the seventh seed at 11-6. and six. I have the Browns finishing third at 10-7, and seven, just missing out of the playoffs. And the only reason I have them that high is because of how easy the beginning of that schedule is. When you go through, they have so many games at home and it's so many winnable games that I kind of gave them a, the edge in a lot of them, but I had them losing to like the Chargers, the Patriots, the Ravens. I did have them beating Cincinnati at home, but that's because they've done that the past five years. It's kind of hard to not predict that for me. Like I, even though it's going to be Jacoby Brissett, they just seem to have Joe Burrow's number. But overall, like, I've got them losing a fair amount of those early games. But then when Watson comes back, like, I think it's still also a fairly winnable schedule. And they have a lot of really good games at home. And then they get Washington on the road. Like, I just, I have them winning 10. They're going to miss the playoffs. It will be interesting. I think they could definitely finish lower than 10 and 7. And then, as I mentioned earlier, I have the Steelers last at 4 and 13. And I feel like that's way too low. I feel like I'm very much disrespecting. Mike Tomlin, and that was not my goal here because I do think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. But I just I don't think that the Steelers team is good, and I don't know that Mitch Trubisky, or if they do end up going to Kenny Pickett, is going to be able to necessarily right the ship of a bad offensive line, an aging defense, injured weapons at wide receiver already. You got a running back who's dealing with the sprain, Liz Frank. Like, there's so much going on with this team. I think it's just at a point where like everything is just going to kind of come to a head and the Steelers are just going to have a bad year. It's not a bad thing. They're still a great organization and a great team, but they end up having one bad season. So um, I'm going to skip the West for a minute because I think the West is going to be like the most exciting, even yeah. though I don't actually have my one seed coming out of the West. Uh, I'm going to go to the East. My one seed is the Buffalo Bills finishing 12 and five, and they are the only team I have in the East going to the playoffs. I have the Dolphins finishing eight and nine, the Patriots at eight and nine, and the Jets at six and 11. I do think the Jets will be better. I still have questions about Zach Wilson, but none about Robert Sala. 
Yeah, I don't have the Jets that good. Um, I don't have anybody really in the East good. Um, the Bills I have at four and thirteen, so they were my one. Fourteen that, and three. I yeah, think. sorry, fourteen and three. Yeah, they were the one that when the schedule <laughs> finished, I had them at sixteen and one. It would like, be yeah, a spicy take if you pick no. the Bills to be four and thirteen. Yeah. No, I'm not going to be Dennis last year. Who was like, <laughs> I don't think the Bills are going to return to the playoffs. No, 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 get that. They're going to be there. He had, the, I think, the Patriots, which they ended up going. I think he was. Yeah, pick he to wasn't make the too. I mean, he had the Patriots winning 14 games, which and winning the division, high, yeah. But well, they weren't that far off of winning the division either. Buffalo, it took to the end of the season. Uh, but I have the Patriots still at second at eight and nine. I just, I know Bill doesn't te- typically have bad seasons either, but I just feel like Matt Patricia thing. is their offensive play caller. Yeah, I, I just, I think. It's just one of those things where this is it, same thing I mentioned with the Steelers. Like this stuff, it's just coming to a head now at this point. Like it just is. Um, I have the Dolphins finishing at six and eleven. I know that might be a spicy take for some people. Again, I just they weren't a great team last year. They just got on like a really hot run, and I do think that Mike McDaniel's is is switching. I do think the Dolphins are going to be a good team. But I think with the changes they're trying to make there, and they, I think they may, uh, we keep saying like a year away. I think they are now like a year away. I think it's going to take a year to kind of implement everything new that they want to do there. And I have the Jets 3-14. and 14, and, and a lot of that is I don't necessarily think Zach Wilson's a good quarterback. We know Joe Flacco is at least starting this week. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts a couple weeks after this. I just don't, I don't know that they win any of those games. Like maybe they beat Cleveland in week two. That's possible. I just I don't love their schedule. They they're in a tough division when they get the Patriots and the Bills twice a year, and Miami, who again is not a bad team. So, just a, unfortunately, not a great year again for the Jets. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough. I I just I think there's a few of these teams have some gumption, and I guess that's where I went with. You know, I don't love Jacksonville. I don't love what they do, but I feel like they, they're going to have some gumption. I feel like the Jets are going to have some gumption. I, I just I, – that's one of the things that probably has changed the most for me as I've gone through is giving teams – we see some of these surprise wins, but we will see. AFC West, I think, is loaded. This one hurts, too, for me, as, as you were hurt. Uh, winning the West, the number two seed, I have the Los Angeles Chargers going 11-6. and six. I have the Broncos making the playoffs five seed at 11-6. and six. I have the Chiefs making the playoffs as the sixth seed at 10-7. and seven. And I have the Raiders just out at 10-7. and seven. I have all four teams over 500. I think it's going to be the best division. I think they're going to beat up on each other, which is why no one will end up being the one seed out of there. I I would so close to ending up with the Raiders in there. I think the Ravens get in over them, but and I think they're gonna have a good season. They just I wish you weren't in the West, friends. Yeah, so I don't know how it ended this way, but I do have the one seed out of the West, and it is the Chargers for me at fourteen and three. I have three teams tied at fourteen and three, and then everybody else with like eleven wins except for the Falcons, who has twelve. Uh, uh the Colts, I'm sorry, I'm thinking Matt Ryan. Uh, but I they I have them as the number one seed at fourteen and three. Uh, I have the Chiefs finishing second, also making the playoffs as the fifth seed at twelve and five. The Broncos finishing third at eleven and six, also making the playoffs as the sixth seed. And then I do also have the Raiders over five hundred, but they finished nine and eight as the nine seed. The biggest knock for them is I have them still going one and five in the division because I just don't think they have enough to keep up with the other three offenses. I think that's you know about the Raiders. Big. 
Yeah, the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah, I had them two and four in the division. I had Denver and Kansas City each three and three, and the Chargers four and two in the division, which is what vaults them up. I think there's going to be more pair. Like, there's been a lot of talk. Denver, I don't think, has beaten the Chiefs since 2000. 14 or something like that. I think they'll probably end up splitting this year. I this do, is not I have a, them splitting, yeah. Kansas City's not a bad team, but I don't know that they're head and shoulders above everyone else like they were before. That's what I, and that's kind of how I feel about a lot of these teams and I think we've we even saw that last year. <clears throat> so many of the teams at the top had these flaws and would lose these ridiculous games like the Colts getting knocked out of the playoffs because they couldn't be freaking Jacksonville once. Yeah, I think the reason I gave the Chargers a little bit more of an edge, so I have them four and two in the division, and I think it's because of the weapons they brought over on defense, and I think you're just hoping that they can keep everybody healthy. They haven't had Derwin James for an entire season since he's come into the NFL because he's been injured. You've had Bosa, who's also been injured. Joey Bosa's been injured often as well, but they just brought over two really good players, and I can't – Khalil Mack. And somebody else they traded for as well, and I can't remember who it uh, was. They signed J.C. Jackson. That's corner, who it was. They signed, but I believe yeah, he's injured JC right Jackson. now. Well, that's which great. Is unfortunate. Go figure. So yeah, yeah but I, I just—it's one of those things. Like I'm betting on health with the, the talent they have on offense and the talent they have on defense that they're going to be a good team. So to run through my AFC again really quick before we get into the playoffs, my one seed was the Los Angeles Chargers at 14 and three. My two seed, the Cincinnati Bengals at 14 and three. Three seed the Buffalo Bills at 14 and three, and my four seed the Indianapolis Colts at 12 and five. <clears throat> Excuse me, my five seed the Kansas City Chiefs making it at 12 and five, six seed the Denver Broncos making it in at 11 and six, and my seven seed the Baltimore Ravens getting in at 11 and six as well. Yeah, we're pretty close. I had the Bills as the one seed. I had the Los Angeles Chargers as the two seed. Cincinnati Bengals, three seed. Colts as the four seed. And then wild cards, Denver at the five, Kansas City at the six, Ravens at the seven. So um, NFC Championship game. Dennis has predicted the Rams at the Vikings, which I guess he's pushing all of his chips in. I don't know if you want for us, I can walk through my playoffs. Yeah, let's, round let's, go, by round. let's go round all by right. round. So wild card for NFC, I have the Eagles over the Packers, the Cowboys over the Vikings, and the Buccaneers over the Saints. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for week one, everybody can experience the thrill of DraftKings with early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if the team ends up losing. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN, that is TPPN, and get $200 in free bets instantly. When you place a $5 bet this Sunday, that is code TPPN, only at DraftBook Sportsbook, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the descriptions for the episode for details. Uh, do you want me to, do you want to do your no, I'm sorry my my yeah my computer is like freezing on this page and I can't get my my wild card to pull up. 
There we go. Okay. So my wild card, my 5-4 matchup is Indianapolis against – oh, we're doing NFC, right? Um, yeah. So my 4-5 matchup on the NFC side is Rams versus the Bucks. I have the Rams winning away at Tampa Bay. Uh, the Eagles hosting the Vikings. I have the Eagles winning that. And then I have the San Francisco 49ers hosting the Lions, and I have the 49ers beating the Lions. So in the divisional round for me, I have the Buccaneers holding serve at home over the Dallas Cowboys and the Eagles winning on the road in Los Angeles over the Rams. In mine, I have the 49ers hosting the Eagles with the Eagles getting the upset, and I have the Packers hosting the Rams with the Packers getting the win. And then for my NFC Championship matchup, I predicted the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Philadelphia Eagles with the Buccaneers advancing. Interesting that we both had the Eagles making it to the uh, the conference championship round. I, I have the Packers winning at home in Lambeau. Finally, all these games at home in Lambeau, and they finally pull it off and make it back to a Super Bowl. So on the AFC side, Dennis's uh, AFC championship game, he has the Bills versus the Chargers. Uh, for me, in the wild card round, I have the fifth-seeded Broncos over the fourth-seeded Colts. I have the sixth-seeded Chiefs over the third-seeded Bengals. And I have the second-seed Chargers holding serve against the seventh-seeded Ravens. So for my AFC champion or my AFC wild card, I have got the Chiefs going into Indy and beating them as the five four matchup. I have the Bills holding on to beat the Broncos in the three six matchup, and the Bengals hosting the Ravens and beating the Ravens as the two seven matchup. In the divisional round, I have the Broncos going into Los Angeles and beating the Chargers, while the Bills win at home against the Chiefs. So I have the Bills going into Cincinnati and beating them as they should have been able to do last year. And I have the Chargers holding serve at home and beating the Chiefs. And then in my AFC championship, I have the Denver Broncos losing to the Buffalo Bills who advanced to the Super Bowl. So this is where my heart hurt because I've said that I'm going to be 100% honest. There may be some bias here. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've said that I think Josh Allen is on a on a mission to get back to a Super Bowl. I think this would be an amazing AFC Championship game if we got it. Bills, Chargers. I have the Chargers winning. So you and Dennis went the same way, had the same AFC Championship, and have the same because Dennis's Super Bowl pick is the Battle of Los Angeles, the Rams versus the Chargers, which would be fascinating. Would have been better last year when they were in LA, yeah. but yeah. would have been would be fascinating. Mine is the Bills uh, facing the Buccaneers. Um, I just have a feeling like this is Tom Brady's last season and somehow he manages to get back. I actually picked the Bills to win, though. Yeah, I have Chargers, Packers, and I have the Chargers coming away with the win. And your boy avoiding a Dolphin tattoo, by the way. Just throwing that in there. It's a, a minor consolation prize. It's that's not minor. Ask ask your wife how she feels about that. I believe I'm looking right now because I think Dennis uh, Dennis has the Chargers winning uh, as well. So you guys both uh, Dennis is also equally invested in you not getting a lower back. Tattoo. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I don't know that I would look good. With I'm invested in it not happening for you. I'm just not picking. No, I own it. Look, I, I've said it before. I really think Buffalo. 
should be the favorites this year. I, I, they have an amazing team, and if they made it all the way, God, like I'd be fine with it too because I love Josh Allen and I love the Bills. Like I'd be cool with it. I just that game alone is something I would love to watch and seeing the Chargers and the Bills go up against each other. So, well, we are going to get to see the Rams and the Bills go up against each other tomorrow night. Are you excited? I am. I cannot, you know, it's, it's been nice having the, uh, obviously we've had college football here, so we've gotten football. I was watching football all last weekend and obviously all the way through, but it is going to be nice to actually get to sit down and watch some Thursday night football, especially two good teams, right? Like Dennis's almost Super Bowl matchup in the Bills, Los Angeles. Like that's going to be a great game. Yeah, and you know it's interesting. You got the defending champion, and then the team that I'm picking to uh, to go and be the champion this year. Um, not much on the injury front. The Bills will be without Tre'Davious White, their great corner. He is on IR right now, which is going to be a little bit of a blow to them having to defend Allen Robinson and Little Cooper Cup. And then for the Rams, the only real injury of note is Van Jefferson. They said questionable. I read somewhere that he's not tracking to play. I'm not counting on him. I probably wouldn't have played him in this particular game anyway. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest one I think there, the the Rams can overcome not having Van Jefferson. The Bills not having White is massive, especially when you have Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup. And on you're the on the road. The yeah, like that it, returning chance. Like, I'm assuming they're probably going to get the Super Bowl rings tomorrow night. Like, it's going to be a big celebration tomorrow. So, yeah, that's going to be a, a big thing to not have for the Buffalo. Well, also, since they went to this NFL kickoff format, they've had the uh, Super Bowl champion appear every year since 2004, except for the 100th year where the Packers and the Bears went. We've only had two defending champions lose. Once was a weird Wednesday night game where the Giants lost to the Cowboys with Eli Manning. And the other one was when the Ravens couldn't open at home because of the baseball season and they got trucked by Peyton Manning setting an NFL record with seven touchdowns. Those are the only two times other than that home teams have been miraculously successful. I mean, it makes sense. It's the first game of the season. You know, we talk a lot about it with, uh, with college football, they don't get preseason games. I mean, the preseason is completely different now from the NFL. Plus you, none of those guys have really played anything for a week. Like you have practice, but there's no more inner squad stuff where you get, Hey Rams, why don't you come on over? We're gonna have an inner squad scrimmage. You don't get that anymore, and they're off for an entire week. So yeah, I imagine a little bit of home cooking is nice for the game. I mean, what a what a what? So what do we expect from the Bills' backfield here? I mean, what, and what a, what do you think about Gabe Davis? Yeah, so for me, I'm definitely starting Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Uh, I feel pretty good about starting Knox, but then I start to have some questions. I, you know, I ended up with Devin Singletary as my RB2 in pretty much every redraft league I did, which tells me something, I guess, about my strategy. So I'm probably rolling him out there. I would feel better if he was my flex, um, but I think he is a fringe top 25 guy. Gabe Davis, I know you've been, you were really bullish. I'm a little more um, reserved. I have him more in the wide receiver three range. Um, for this game and just in general. I think they're going to get Isaiah McKenzie involved. I think they're going to use Crowder some. I think they're going to pass to running backs. I want to see how the offense comes together because we think about the Bills haven't had a 
incredibly high wide receiver two in the last couple of years. Even last year, Cole Beasley, who was kind of their number two option, was wide receiver 39. Emmanuel Sanders was like wide receiver 50-something. So I think Gabe Davis is going to take a step forward and it's going to be good. I'm just not rock solid with him as wide receiver two for me. Yeah, for me, it's more of how well he produced in the playoffs and at the end of the year last year, he's been really good in the preseason and Josh Allen just can't stop talking about him. Like Allen has been hyping him up any chance he gets. I think that matters. We've seen those kind of connections. I am with you on Singletary. I think that James, we talked a lot about when we did the bills preview. I think James Cook's getting a little bit overblown here on what he's going to do. The biggest thing I think with, with Singletary, the hit's going to be is if they continue to use Moss down at the goal line, we already know He's going to lose some touchdowns to Josh Allen. Do Does he also lose them to Zach Moss? Because that's the case. That's really going to hurt his fantasy value. But he was good last year. Like, And I don't yeah. think that's going to go away. He really stepped up in the playoffs and looked good. Watch Zach Moss be a healthy and active to start the season. I, again. You We're know what? I wouldn't doubt it. I really do. I like, I'm in with you. Like, I, I really like Singletary this year. I think he's going to have a good year. I did in a couple of places actually take Zach Moss thinking he'd be more of a handcuff. If something happened to Singletary because I'm with you. Even if Singletary gets ruled out injured, I don't think we're just seeing like James it's not Cook RB one season. Yeah. yeah. It's what uh? So we've we've seen a lot of talk about Cam Akers. I've seen a lot of people kind of out on him. Some people in on him. Obviously, last year didn't look great. He had one good game, and then again, I think maybe people were knocking him a little bit too much. He did come back from an Achilles. I know James Robinson's going to be back and playing this weekend after six months away from an Achilles. It's amazing. It's ridiculous, but. Even Doug Peterson is a uh, Travis Etienne fan. Oh, well, you know, we tried to tell you guys. I mean, James, I please, I will personally massage yeah. the back of your leg. Yeah, it's not great, uh, but. What, what are you expecting from him here? I mean, Buffalo's defense last year, for the most part, was good against the run, but they did struggle a little bit against that in the playoffs. But they added Yvonne Miller, and really it seems like the weakness right now is at the secondary due to the issues or the injuries. I'm sorry. What, what do you think about Cam Akers? I think he, he'll be okay. Buffalo invested a lot in their front seven, and they were – uh, I saw them play one preseason game where they played starters and they were suffocating. I don't think the Rams are exactly a power running team. And we saw even when Akers came back last year, he wasn't incredibly explosive. He got a lot of carries, which was good, showed you can handle workload. But I haven't, we haven't seen a lot of explosion or pop. We haven't really seen that since his rookie year. I think it's going to be a tougher game. I'm more all in on their passing attack. Like I, I have, um, both Cup and Robinson as top 10 plays this week at receiver. I think particularly with Tredavious White out, they're going to want to go out and make a splash. I think this is going to be more of an air assault for both teams. So Akers is another one, maybe low-end RB2. I would feel better if he was my flex. The one thing I will say is I would not be surprised if this ends up being more of like a 50-50 split with Henderson. They've just seemed to do that. Like I think we're kind of discounting Henderson here. And one thing I will say, because I was looking at it earlier, we were talking about it with a bunch of people. Henderson's over under right now in prize picks is 25 yards rushing. Like I would smash that because I think he's got a chance to go over, even as good as the Buffalo's defense, Buffalo's defense is. But I think there's a shot that both of those guys split. Even just for week one conditioning, yeah. because the Rams famously 
don't play their starters one lick in the preseason. And I know you can do some conditioning during training camp, but when you start hitting game reps, I would expect there's going to be more rotation the first couple of weeks, even than maybe they would want right later in the season. Finally get to see Allen Robinson with a good quarterback. Like it's been a long time coming for him, him and Matthew Stafford together. We know all the talk this off season. They've been like eating breakfast together, lunch, dinner, been hanging out all the time. What are you expecting from this dynamic duo of Allen Robinson and Matt Stafford tomorrow night? I'm expecting Robinson to eat. Um, like I said, I have Cooper Cup ranked as my wide receiver one going into this, but I'm looking. I have Robinson at wide receiver 11, so just outside of two top 10 plays. But I have him as a wide receiver one. I think he's going to have um, a big game. I think they're going to want to get both those guys involved and going. Um, especially with Van Jefferson is probably not going to play. I don't really think they have a dominant wide receiver three. They'll probably use Higby some. They'll probably pass the back some, but I think it's these two big wide receivers. And with no Tredavious White, Buffalo's already thin on the outside. I think at home they're going to they're gonna go off. Yeah, I, I expect Robinson to have a big day as well. I mean, the, when Odell came over, they tried to force him the ball a little bit. I think this – I would not be surprised – if this is like a Sean McVay, let's get let's feature early and often Allen Robinson and kind of show off the new toy there. So I'm I'm excited. It's going to be, I think, a phenomenal game. A great way to kick off the season with two of the probably better offenses in all of the NFL. So I guess all that's left is to pick the game. Yep. And so Dennis is taking uh oh, he didn't said he put he, it on there. He did. I think he put it in my spot because I have not Okay. Yet, so. De- Dennis is taking the Rams on your behalf. Thank um, you. And yeah. I still have Buffalo winning the Super Bowl. I don't think they win this game. I think the Rams hold serve at home. So I picked Buffalo to win this game on the pick'em, and I'm going to stick with it. I, I, I hear that that's probably a bad choice based on what you just said with the Super Bowl defending champions and what know. they've done. But I think this offense is going to be really good. And the one thing I said, like I – I know I have the Chargers going, but I really think Allen, I mean, you saw it all preseason. He looked locked in. I think he is on a mission to get to his Super Bowl and and prove to everybody they should have won it last year. I think they would have. They beat Kansas City. I think they easily beat Cincinnati. I think they beat the Rams. I don't think it would have been the game that it ended up being. I think they go in there and they handle the Rams. I think the Buffalo Bills come out with a win tomorrow night. I mean, I would be happy either way. I'm just happy football's back, and I'm happy we have this kind of a game for the kickoff. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a lot better than – what was it last year? I don't even remember. It was Dallas-Tampa Bay. That was a good kickoff game. It's two years oh, yeah, ago yeah. when they had the 100th anniversary and oh, it was yeah, Bears-Packers. Yeah, yeah. It was like 7-3 like to, like seven three to three. Yeah. Everybody's like, yeah, we're going to see David Montgomery. Oh, he kind of is yeah. there. And they're like, oh, Aaron Rodgers could throw – no, no. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Great. I remember that was a rough game. It was like Devontae Adams didn't do anything. Like, uh, look, yeah. look, don't get me wrong. I'm glad that football is going to be back. And even if it ends up being like a 10 to 7 game, I'm going to be glad to watch football. But yeah, from the fantasy side of things, like, two years ago, it was a little bit rough when you're sitting there with like Rodgers and Adams and hoping for big games. Yeah, and you roll into Friday morning and you're like, well, I've already lost. Yeah. All <laughs> right. So we will be back on Friday. We will recap this game. We will pick and talk about all the other games. And one thing I realized we didn't do, maybe we need to figure out if we can squeeze that into Friday. I don't know, is 
we never gave our awards this year, like who we think wins the MVP or any of that stuff. So we might have to try and figure out a way to, to squeeze in, or maybe we do it next week. I don't know. It really matters if we do it one week after the season starts, but we'll figure out a way to do that at some point as well. But enjoy football tomorrow. I mean, it's going to be back. Buffalo, Josh Allen, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson. It's going to be a great game. We will talk to you guys again on Friday. Prepare for glory! What's going on? You got your pop on ready. You got your pop on ready. I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head.